0: Hey everyone, welcome back. This is episode 32, Unwarranted versus Media Live. Uh, I'm Stephen Miller. You should hopefully all know that. Uh, Red Seas on Twitter. Obviously, uh, versus Media over on Patreon. Uh, I'm going to dive right in. Uh, There's not a lot that I I think I have to set up from this week. The week started, obviously, with the FBI raid and Trump's home in Mar a Lago. And since then, it's just kind of been a trickle of details coming out. And today, we finally have the warrant that led to all of that unsealed. And uh, a couple things to just note, and this is kind of just post-podcast. Um, so, uh, a couple things that I thought was interesting. Uh, in this, obviously, in the warrant, there were three statutes or acts that were used to justify this warrant of the FBI: it was 18 U.S.C. 271, concealment, removal, or mutilation of documents. 18 U.S.C. 793, gathering, transmitting, or losing defense information. 18 U.S.C. 1519, destruction, alteration, or falsification of records. In federal investigations, these all fall under the Espionage Act. Um, the the thing to note, and this is going to become more important depending on how this goes, is that 18 U.S.C. 793 was exactly what Hillary Clinton was being investigated for. It's the exact same statute. Um be, this is important to remember because of, obviously, how the DOJ at that time and the FBI at that time chose not to pursue a case against her. Uh, everyone remembers Comey coming out and saying this was reckless, it was negligent, but no prosecutor is going to take this case. So I'm I'm looking at where we are with this whole stupid saga with Trump again, uh, one of a couple of ways. There's There's two ways we can go here. One is... The DOJ and the FBI will hold a presser like Ray or Garland or whatever and say, look, we got the documents back. We don't feel the need. We don't feel we need to pursue this any further. Uh, This this matter has been resolved as far as they know. Uh, Should, you know, should anything else pop up in this? We reserve the right to reopen the investigation, blah, 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 blah. Um, Should that be the case? Of course, Trump's going to claim a win on that and do his stupid statement and whatever else that we see. Obviously. The other way we can go on this is that this is an ongoing investigation that could lead to charges and a prosecutorial trial. And as I've said, um, once we're down that road, you can pretty much guarantee with absolute certainty that Joe Biden and his son will be facing a prosecution within three to four years. Um, whether they whether they like it or not, and the media will scream "banana republic" and they'll shriek, you know, prosecuting political enemies won't matter it, it none of that matters anymore if they're smart and I have no reason to believe that they are or they aren't they would probably take that first option this of course is all dependent upon it, it, if that's all that Trump did if all Trump did was take these documents lock them on the sword and he was just you know wanted to go back and read them sometime and that's it then that should be the end of it. Um, if there is evidence that he, you know, photocopied some of this shit and you know mailed it in a love letter to Kim Jong Un, then I think you're in a completely different ballgame. Um, we don't obviously know what that is yet. So, as I said, kind of in the description, this to me is either the the kind of end of winding down of this, or it's the beginning. And all of this also doesn't factor in the role that the January 6th committee has played in all of this, and of course, Joe Biden himself. Something else that hasn't, I don't think, been mentioned enough is that I do not think it is an accident that this warrant was served when Joe Biden was on vacation and not available for comments. None of that to me is an accident. The White House has an entire teams of people whose job it is is to coordinate scheduling. That would also undercut to me the talking point that obviously the White House had no knowledge of this and nobody believes that at all. You don't serve a warrant on a, on a former sitting president without some knowledge of this happening. So I do find the timing of it all interesting. The warrant was signed, I think, on the 11th, or uh, it was signed like last week, but wasn't executed until this week. And so that, to me, would also suggest that there was some level of coordination to where uh, the old man uh, was not around to have to answer questions about this, and that, again, would you know, lead lead you to believe that this there was a level of coordination here. So, I think that that was done to try to minimize any politicalization of all of this. And to me, it, it just it comes off and it looks even worse. So, as I stated, uh, they can they can do one of two things here. They can say this is it, we got what we needed, uh, that's it, we're not going to pursue this, or they can pursue it in which case you're going down a road that we, as I've said before, you absolutely do not come back from. Regardless, we're never coming back from that road. So it just depends on if you have a system that's going to treat Hillary Clinton and Trump equally. And you can thank James Comey for that. And you can also thank Joe Biden for selecting a guy who was selected to sit on the Supreme Court and was prevented from doing so over an election that saw the guy he's now investigating make sure he wasn't on the Supreme Court. Uh, I, I do not think you can underestimate those optics politically uh, enough. And again, you can thank Joe Biden for doing that. So, again, we're going to go for about an hour. This is going to be a part one, as I'm sure I'm going to have more callers on this, and then we'll do a part two probably tomorrow. So it's going to be a hard hour, probably out at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then anyone who didn't make that cutoff, I would say, come back tomorrow and I'll fit you in, as I'm sure I'm going to have uh, a, a lot of people who have comments on this. Uh, I would ask that if you do jump in the queue tonight and if you do speak and if you do make it, obviously don't do that tomorrow. <laughs> let let other people have a shot at it. So I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I want to hear your levels of expertise, What you know things that you think, if you're in the legal world, what you think this looks like, or what else. So um, again, we're just going to kind of take off here and just go ahead and jump in. And I'm going to try to get to everyone tonight. And if not, like I said, come back tomorrow. Uh, I haven't decided on a time yet, probably in the afternoon, early evening, probably. Um, And I would say just come back tomorrow and we can finish that up. So I'm just going to jump in. That's my basic setup. Rob, what do you think of what you saw this week? What do you think of media coverage? What are your questions? What are your comments? Uh, give me kind of your brutal, honest truth here.
1: Hi, Steven. Um, yeah, just uh, definitely a, a bit of a, a, a mix of despair, but also uh, uh, some opportunities to uh, Why despair. think creatively about civics and government in general and uh, just daydreaming about how I would uh, go about uh, uh, making the, the inevitable pendulum swing uh, last uh, and restore faith in American government. Um, my big challenge is deciding what things on my little to, you know, executive to-do list I would do in what order, um, I would, uh, you know, my worry about, uh, you know, if, I, if President Rob gets in and I appoint Trey Gowdy as attorney general is uh, just knowing that the same organization that has been, uh, you know, rotten to the core, you know, apparently ever since J. Edgar Hoover, if not sooner than that or earlier than that, Uh, you know, how much faith I would have in them actually, uh, you know, actually going, going after, uh, you know, without counter, countermanding me. Um, so I say the first thing on my agenda would be pretty much to completely abolish the FBI, uh, literally, uh, salt the earth and start fresh and just tell the states to, uh, send, uh, you know, to volunteer their, uh, uh, you know, best, uh, law enforcement, uh, candidates, uh, to start, to start fresh. Um, because I feel like if you don't, uh, completely, uh, start from scratch with the FBI, that, uh, they're just gonna, uh, get in the way and, and thwart your progress and, Uh, I understand. From what I understand, that you can't completely abolish the FBI uh, without Congress, uh, you know, making a a bill of some sort. But that doesn't mean that I can't fire or at at the very least uh, put every single FBI employee on uh, on administrative leave for my entire administration. Uh, so that's basically my, you know, just wondering, uh, you know, how feasibly I could pull that off, but it's definitely, uh, uh, made me think a lot about how, uh, how government works and, uh, how, uh, you know, a creative solution might be, uh, the way to do it because I just don't have faith at all in the FBI, uh, even if I were to, Uh, you know, turn the tables on Hillary and and the Bidens. Um, I, I just, uh, I've completely lost faith in the FBI among, I mean, amongst a ton of other, uh, three letter organizations. But, um, yeah, I'd I'd have to start with the FBI and, and, and work outward from there. Um, so I'd probably, you know, might ask you, uh, what, uh, what would be the first thing on your, um, Uh, libertarian wet dream to do the list. Uh, I mean, I was
2: going to ask
0: how, and I know that this is kind of a a, a fever dream right now for people just saying, we need to start over, get rid of the FBI and start over. And I I would, of course, in a perfect world, agree with that. It would probably be fourth or fifth on my list of things to abolish and salt the earth. Um, I think what's interesting is you had this Axios report from Jonathan Swan say that Uh, like Trump's plan to get in is basically to fire thousands of civil servants uh, of the executive branch and whatever. And there was pushback to this. And uh, I guess I look at it and I say, does the head of the executive branch have a right to fire those people? Is the answer yes or no? Yes. Well, then that's the end of the issue. If, If you come in and if you buy a company and you come in and you decide, you know, I'm going to decide from here on out what works and what doesn't. It's really no different. And then if you don't like working for that company or if you disagree with the new philosophy, then you can quit. Um, As far as, you know, abolishing the FBI, I don't know if I have a lot of faith in any president, whether it be Republicans, certainly not a Democrat, to come in and actually do that Um, just because of a legislative agenda and because you come in and the kind of upheaval that would cause You don't see a lot of, there's reasons why, you know, a guy who ran on draining the swamp didn't really drain the swamp. And that's why, you know, that's another problem for him. If he runs again, which he probably is, how are you going to convince people that, no, this time you really mean it? Um, I think that that's going to be a problem for him amongst other things. So I, I know that that's kind of one that's going around. I know everybody's saying that. And I do think at the very least there needs to be reforms at least the top, and I'm talking the administrative DC level of this law enforcement organization, because you really do, you're really beginning to see things where the board is being tilted so far to one side that it's becoming impossible to ignore to, to people who aren't, you know, true social lunatics who are going to go try to shoot up offices. Um, it's, it's become pretty evident that we're at this point The the other problem, of course, in this is, like I said, with Merrick Garland. You know, there's no way to escape the politics of this, and I think that the Biden administration knows that, which is why, like I said, I don't think it's an accident that you know they ship the old man off to the beach for the week. Uh, Part of that, and if you know Karine Jean Pierre, I don't think has has had a White House press briefing room or press briefing for the last two. She was on Colbert last night. Um, So I don't think that that's accidental. And that would, again, suggest some kind of coordination with the White House. Um, Again, Biden didn't do himself any favors by what I think was a favor to Barack Obama by appointing Merrick Garland attorney general. Uh, This looks a lot better if it's not, again, the guy that was prevented from sitting on the Supreme Court by the president that he's now investigating. And I've, I've heard people say that that's conspiratorial, whenever I'm just saying that that's the optics of it. That's what it's going to look like to a lot of people, regardless of what you think about the optics. So, again, as, as far as, you know, that's down the road. The, the FBI is not going anywhere right now. And obviously with Christopher Ray there, Biden's probably not going to fire him or, or do anything to really rock the boat. Does, you know, does the next Republican president fire him? Yeah, I think so. I think absolutely. And, of course, you're going to hear the same shrieks from the media about, you know, this is interference, this is impeachment. It's like, no, all it comes down to is do you have the right to fire that pe- that person? Yes or no? Do you have the executive privilege of firing that person? Yes? Yeah? Okay, goodbye. And that was kind of the big to do with Comey. And the, the worst kept secret in all of Washington, D.C. was when Comey was fired, was that Hillary was going to fire him also. over If Hillary had won over that email investigation, whatever, he would have been gone. And we wouldn't have heard a peep about it. We would have heard from medians, from CNN and New York Times, good, because Comey proved himself to be incompetent during the email investigation or whatever. Um, the funny thing that's going to happen, if, if there are no charges filed on Trump, if they just drop this, if, like I said, let, let's assume everything now, let's dangerously assume everything now is where it sits and that we're not going to discover that Trump gave, you know, nuclear secrets to Saudi Arabia or whatever. So let's just say everything sits where it is now. And they have, like I said, you have two choices. And the FBI comes out and says, well, we're not going to prosecute him because, again, James Comey set the precedent that you're not really going to prosecute someone under 793 because he chose not to do it. And if you decide that you're going to go after Trump and do that, that's going to tilt, as I said, that's going to tilt the board so far over the edge that a few mean tweets is going to be the last thing you're going to have to worry about. Um, Again, if you say, we're not going to prosecute Hillary Clinton on this, but we've decided we're going to prosecute the former president on this, you're going to have major problems, major irreparable damage problems done to your agency. That's not to say my personal opinion. My personal opinion is, yeah, you probably should have charged Hillary Clinton and prosecuted her. Even if you knew that she was probably going to walk, no jury was going to convict her because of who she is. It, was, it would have been in, like, what, D.C. or Chappaqua, New York, or wherever. But the point is that you still do it if, to prove that no one's above the law. We've heard that a lot this week. And as we know, there are several people who are above the law. Um, and, you know, people have ears, they have eyes, and they've, they've seen this all before. So it's not a question of to me. It's not a question of whether you should or should not charge Trump. That's not what it even is to me anymore. Um, again, if you would have charged Hillary, I, I think there would be a lot of people, even on the political right, that would look at this and say, eh, "Trump did the same thing she did. He should he should suffer the same consequences." Um, I'm probably going to be writing about that more at uh, Spectator. That. Trump should deserve the exact same treatment on this as Hillary Clinton, that both of them technically broke the law. They should not have you know, taken classified information, but they did. Their motives for doing it seem a little weird. Like we, we don't even know why they did it. That's always a weird thing with Hillary. And I think that that should be it. So because you didn't charge Hillary, I don't think you can adequately charge Trump and make it seem like it's anything but a political prosecution to prevent him from running for office. And if you do that, now you're really going to get into deep statey style territory there, and it's just going to erode that much more confidence that people already have in these institutions. I'll give you another. Go ahead and answer, or just finish that up, Rob. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I would just just say, uh, and one thing I would I want to emphasize uh, as far as reforming the organization is not just you know who we fire. But who we hire to replace them, um, you know, I would definitely go with someone, uh, you know, like Trey Gowdy, someone who is obviously very competent and knowledgeable of the law. Uh, and uh, and speaking of hiring, um, you know, I would consider, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the November elections this year, but more even more important than November. Uh, 2024, um, the primaries of 2024, and I am praying that the GOP hires and nominates someone who has solid understanding of the law uh, and someone that that can be trusted to uh, hire the truly best people instead of someone who puts people like, Omarosa in a White House position. Uh, The days of the circus antics have got to end. If uh, you know, but then again, um, if the GOP nominates uh, Boomer Dad uh, for uh, for a revenge tour, um, you know what? Uh, Again, I will happily be uh, you know riding. Broke back on that bomb as it falls from the sky. So, uh, yeehaw! Uh, and uh, I'll let you get to the next one, Stephen. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks, Ross. Awesome. I've, I've had the uh, I've seen the I've seen the image of Trump from
0: uh, Doctor Strangelove just riding his nuke down to the ground, and that was obviously the funniest thing about the nuclear. When, whenever you heard that, I was like, "Oh God, this is just." this is catnip to crazy resistance Twitter. Um, and the only thing I could do was to just have fun with that stuff. Brad, go ahead. I'm going to, I'm just going to try to just run through you guys here.
3: Thanks, Stephen. Um, I had two things I wanted to mention. Um, one was to get your thoughts on, you know, kind of either, either what you would advise if say, you know, you had, like a Kevin McCarthy's ear or something like that, you know, as rolls around next time, next year, now that we have, now we're in the era of uh low bar for impeachment, you know, anytime Congress changes hands, it's impeachment season, you know, like March madness. Yeah. And, I would agree with uh, that. You know, right now the talk is Merrick Garland because he's, you know, kind of come out around this thing. So it's impeach Merrick Garland. But I think, you also have a lot of people who will ask, OK, well, if Merrick Garland was running this, whatever this turns out to be, who at the White House knew what, when and, you know, who communicated with whom and things like that. So I, I just like to hear your thoughts on that as far as kind of, you know, like a, the coordination is worse than the actual, you know, going after your past and potentially future political opponents. The other thing that has nothing to do with this, but I still have to throw in because it made me go almost a little bit full Frank Grimes was the CDC thing where they're like, yep, we, uh, our procedures are the same for, we don't see any difference between vaccinated and unvaccinated. I mean, you don't remember that uh, we fired a bunch of fucking people over this shit, but uh, anyway, good luck.
0: Yeah, that's, and
3: people ask you why they
0: chose to do that, and I think the simplest answer is there's an election coming up, and they're trying to get away from any COVID measures, they're still all over the map. You have, you know, people wearing masks, but then we have Title 42 is gone, but then uh, now the CDC is changing things, but you still have Fauci out here saying people need to wear masks indoors, and they just, they don't know anymore, it's Calvin Ball, and Again, with an adequate media, you know, we don't do death. We don't do the daily death toll anymore. and We haven't since Biden came in. And um, I think the simplest, simplest explanation for the CDC changing the rules is an election coming up. I think what's interesting with the CDC real quick is, remember, it's whatever the CDC said, that's what went. So if if you went against the CDC on Twitter, you got your account banned or your tweet removed, or if you did it on Facebook. And so now you have people questioning the, the other end of the CDC. You have the Taylor Lorenz's, you have the Eric Findings, whatever, those guys, you know, the, the real strict COVID people are now questioning the CDC and they're fine. So it's okay to question them from one end of the aisle, but not the other end. And the other obvious thing people are going to just notice is there was no science that changed. It's not like we hit a vaccination threshold or anything like that. They just decided to do it, that we don't need to quarantine anymore. And we don't need to stay six feet apart. And you have, and of course, these are not people that you know. They don't make Rachel Walensky available for questioning. I think that should the GOP also take committees next year, you are going to see her butt in front of Congress a lot more than I think people even realize. And again, this is not somebody who gives interviews and says, "So what changed? What what changed? What, what science changed?" Especially when you consider that probably come in the fall, we're going to get another wave. It's going to become like flu season every single year. So, again, they're they're just, like I said, they're kind of just making it up as it goes, and there's reasons for it. As far as, you know, if I had McCarthy's ear, I guess I don't look at it that way. I I simply look at what is going to happen now. I don't even look at it as what should happen, because I've looked at things of how they should happen, and I've gotten steamrolled. I simply look at it and say, one, I think it's pretty much guaranteed that Joe Biden will be impeached in the House. And people are say, well, what for why? And I'm like, it doesn't matter for what or for why. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Um, McCarthy's going to do it strictly, I think, even because Trump tells him to, um, you know, in a phone call. Like, you have to get him on this or whatever. And it's strictly because they impeached the last guy over a phone call um, that, to me, you know, came from a fourth party source And someone who, you know, wasn't apparently even in the room when this happened. And let's say that that call went exactly as they said it went. Then I think you're looking at a censure. It doesn't rise to me what has been generally what the impeachment bar has been in the past. Well, if you're going to go ahead and do and everyone knows why they did that. They did that to go into the election and say, you know, we can't reelect an impeached president. But if you remember, that happened, I think, in February of 2020, and by November, it was gone. Not even Joe Biden was talking about it because they they, they didn't really move the needle either way. Um, and so I, I just, I look at that and I say, uh, they're, they're going to do it regardless. And you're right. From here on out, probably every single president once Congress changes hands is going to be impeached. Uh, if you have Ron DeSantis as president in 2028 or whatever, 2026, Congress changes hands, they will impeach him as well. The question becomes of, What happens if it gets to the Senate? If McConnell has a 51-52 Senate or whatever, then the question becomes what happens? then? McConnell said he's not interested in it. But let's say if he chooses not to even hold a vote on it, you're going to have, you know, the Kurt Schlichters and the Mark Levins and the Laura Ingrams. They're going to be just calling him a traitor. And they're going to do that. It's going to just rile up the base even more. And so that, I mean, that could be interesting. (laughs) They could vote. The interesting thing about that, that I've I've taken a step further and thought about what happens if they do and our media, and Joe Biden says, I'm not leaving because this impeachment is a sham. What do you think? I mean, would you put that beyond them? I wouldn't, you know, they just say that, you know, he didn't do anything wrong and you're impeaching him just over to get revenge for Trump. And let's say they have the votes to do it and they do it and they vote to remove him. And he says, well, I'm not going because this isn't, this is a a legal or uh, implicit, um, illicit impeachment. That could very well happen. I could actually see that happening because you'd have the media saying it. You can see Paul Krugman's op-ed right now. Don't go, Mr. President. Hold your ground (laughs) or some shit. And then we're in fun territory. Um, So it's not even where I I think should happen. Do I think they should do it? No, I don't think that they should do it, but I think that they probably will. And again, that comes down to, again, now with Trump and where we are now with FBI raids and where we are with the Department of Justice... I just shrug and I say, do you want to go down this road or not? Because if you go down this road, Hunter Biden's definitely getting indicted, 100%. He will be indicted. And then the question becomes, who is the big guy? And if they have enough evidence on that, Joe Biden will be indicted as well. And we're just going to shrug. And I'm going to say, shit, this is not where we want to be. This is not the road we want to go down. And it's funny because you have all the protect the norms people saying that these are norms that are fine. We should indict them all. And if they broke a and no man's above the law. But they're not the ones thinking long term. As I said, we just saw Tim Albert at the Atlantic write, you know, what What comes after this? And it's like, gosh, maybe you should have thought of that before it happened, as some of us have been doing, have been warning you for weeks and weeks and weeks, primarily over the January 6th committee. And so it's not even a question of if I had Kevin McCarthy's ear. I obviously don't. It's a question of what I just think is going to happen and, and the reasons behind why it would happen. And I just, this is where we're going. And like I said, there's, there's always this brinkmanship happening and there's always to me one team that's doing it. And then whenever it's done to them, you have the media step in and defend them or shriek about it. And that's obviously the main problem. And that's, you know, why we're conducting this little exercise right now. Uh, Go ahead, Brad, Uh, you can go ahead and finish up thoughts
3: or whatever response. With you on that. Um, I just kind of was trying to think aloud as far as um, with so much of the focus being on garland and i'm I honestly don't even know what to think. I think it's equally plausible that you know perception is reality, and uh, you know Trump embarrassed him and so he's going to get revenge or whatever. I think it's also equally plausible. Some you know cabal at the FBI decided to go cowboy, and someone told Merrick Garland, "Hey, we can't look that stupid that we had no idea. So you're gonna you're gonna go out and give a, uh, you know, two minute press conference about how you, and, um, come what may. So
4: yeah, I, I think, think there was pressure on to Garland
3: to do that.
0: Yeah, I think that there was pressure on Garland to do that. I don't think that that was planned all the way. I think that that was uh, holy shit. This isn't going as planned, as far as the public sphere is concerned. Where you even have people who aren't, you know, rabid Trump people going, "This looks really fucking bad." What we just did, and so I do think that there was probably internal pressure for him to go out and do that. And the question becomes: Is internal pressure from who? Was, did that come from the White House? Um, this act of the White House saying we we didn't know about this is bullshit. Everybody knows that that's. Uh, every, I think everyone under the sun knows that, in some capacity, the White House had to have known about all of this. Um, like I said, the scheduling to me is too perfect. The fact that Biden isn't in town, they're just letting this play out without you know him getting questions about it. Um, And then obviously just the the consequences of it, the appearance of it, that, you know, this has never been done in our history where a federal law enforcement agency has gone in and raided the home of a former president. Regardless of the party, it doesn't matter who it is. And so they had to know what the optics of that were going to look like. And then so they had to have been planning for those optics. And so that requires to me coordination between the DOJ, the FBI and the White House. There's no this idea that nobody tells Biden anything. I guess I guess if he has dementia, it doesn't matter because they know he's not going to remember it. That's a fun excuse. Um, so, uh, does does House committee or does the House go in and impeach Merrick Garland? Uh, I don't think so. I think that that's it's infinitely harder to do that than to do a sim- symbolic impeachment of Joe Biden. And so, I think that that's a lot of blustery talk right now. As you know, blood pressures are high, and you know the notices are going out. It's an election season, but no, I, I don't see them going after impeaching Merrick Garland.
3: I think they probably investigate and see where it goes. I think that's probably the difference. Yeah, I mean, in oh House yeah, no, investigations he's being, between the parties yeah, he's, is he's different. De- Democrats. Of Congress.
0: <laughs> he's he's gonna he's gonna get hauled in front of Congress, and they're gonna you know they're gonna demand communications and cell phone texts and all of that stuff, and we're going to get the whole shebang where no questions are answered. And we might even get a few smashed cell phones, you know, out of this, like we did with Lois Lerner and uh, when they looked into Peter Strzok and everything. So, but that's about it.
3: Well, and kind of comes back to a theme you hit on a lot. You know, let's take the Newsweek piece at, at face value. Let's say that's all true and that source is, is you know, Merrick Garland covering his own ass because he really didn't know anything. And then Ron Klain walked into his office and says, you're going to, you know, take responsibility." of this. Nobody gets away with that except in an administration of a confused old man run by, uh, you know, the palace intrigue between Jill Biden and Ron Klein and Susan Rice.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things, obviously, there's plausible deniability. So, you know, I'm sure Joe Biden knew about it. But that's where it stopped. It just said, sir, we're just going to tell you, you know, letting you know that, you know, we're planning on raiding, you know, Trump's house on whatever day, Monday or whatever. And then that's literally probably all they told him. And he just said, OK, now you can leave the room. And so, again, that comes down to plausible deniability, which is obviously what they do just just to prevent anything from getting out. Uh, Greg, go ahead. Thanks for that, Rob. I appreciate it. Greg, go ahead. Uh, hi, can you hear me? Yep, you're good. You're loud. Uh, Stephen, can you hear me? Yep, you're good. Go ahead. Oh, hello. Yeah, you're good. We can hear
4: you. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, I've just. Want, I just wanted to comment. I've been a political activist for a long, long time, but uh, due to, well, due to financial considerations, I found myself in 2016 election working in a secure facility where. I was one of only about three people without a TSSCI clearance. And there were two single Uh, black women. Such for for people who don't understand,
0: what is a TSSCI clearance?
4: Top secret, secure, compartmentalized information. That's, it's not the very highest, but it's very high. Um, It means you have to work in a, you have to handle material in a building where they have gone completely through the, you know, through the drywall, through the frames to make sure that there's no, um,
0: no bugs anywhere. Uh, so aliens, aliens and JFK assassination, basically. Right. Right. Um,
4: in this building were two single black women who like most, um, Most people matching those criteria voted Democrat all their lives. They hated Trump. And they hated the fact that he had to be the first Republican they would ever vote for. Because everybody in that building knew that if they accidentally slip up with one email, the way that Hillary intentionally did with with 30,000, we were looking at 10 years in prison. It's um, it wasn't accidental, and if I, I I completely get the argument of you cannot convict her in Chappaqua or in D.C. not not because she's not guilty, but because there's always going to be at least two or three diehards on a jury. But this was a very big deal. If Trump did do this. He needs, speaking as somebody who held his nose and voted for him twice, hated myself for it each time, um, he needs to be prosecuted if he really did this. But I completely get why there is just no trust
0: in the feds right now. So, and like I said, so let's say everything... Everything is where it is, and like like I said, let's say he didn't, you know, send you know FedExes over to Kim Jong Un in North Korea with, right. nuclear, with nuclear technology, right? Because that's yeah. where that's even where I said I think there you do have. I don't think you have a choice. Uh, I'm just saying, like, let's just say he had classified information. Da da da. They retrieved it. And now they're going to still look at it and go, well, we, you know, like I said, you have two choices, and. So you're saying we we have you have to prosecute him even even though it's Merrick Garland's DOJ uh, it, I don't know if he would be prosecuted in DC or if it'd be in Florida but your attitude is you have to do it just for the standard right Pretty much yeah and but it's the whole different banks for different ranks and thing And that that's damn like, like that's completely damn, so many people Yeah and that's completely damn any political consequences that that might cause or the show that's going to like because that would that requires trump being booked in that requires you know the mugshot which would be you know the worst fucking day on twitter in our history so that requires <laughs> yeah. all of those steps right and let's let's say the odds of conviction are pretty low but it's just that it's just the act of prosecuting is we have to do it just to show that no one does this and you don't even though Hillary did the same thing, you think just on the principle's sake that we we have to do it. I really do, and I absolutely think... Again, I
4: worked with liberal Democrats who completely believed Hillary had should, should go to jail for what she did in 16. And they just... It's like, I hate this guy, but she broke a law that I deal with every day. So... It was it was it was an interesting dynamic, um, And I just I can't I can't see any way I can't see any way around it. Um,
0: is part of this? And I'm, and I'm just I'm just picking your brain. Do you think part of this is being motivated by we don't we can't have him run again? It, do you think that there is a tinge of conspiracy happening here where? You know, Liz Cheney, Merrick Garland and Biden are meeting in the, you know, the late hours of the night in their stone cutter robes saying we ha- we we have to prevent this dude. If from I even were concerned
4: about it, I would say no, uh, no, Liz Cheney, no Lynn Cheney. The other two getting together, saying the only way our administration gets reelected is if we goad him into running. And that's why we want to do this.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know if I see because that's that's something a lot of people have said. And I don't see that because you'd have to think they're smarter than that <laughs> because he has a, he has a really good chance of winning if they go him into running again. And you'd think that 2016 would have taught you that lesson, which is you can elevate crazy in the hopes of elevating crazy. Thinking people aren't going to go for it, and people went for it. Obviously, they and certainly so, have been. They certainly were elevating crazy in um, in the primary in the Republican right. primaries. And so I, I see I see that argument, but I don't I don't I don't come down on that side because I, I think that at least the people around Biden are, sm- are smarter than that. Where they could be like, well, we're going to beat him like that, but they have to know their internal polling. They have to know that Biden sits at 36%, 37 percent, right? And that's that's nationally, and then when you go into states where he's down in Pennsylvania, he's down in places like Wisconsin, he's down in Arizona, you know, these states where he beat Trump, he's he's lost a ton of ground. Um, yeah, and so and I would say that's that I, why. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really buy into that. I think the chance. Nor do are, I. And granted, we're being completely yeah. speculative here. So for anyone who's right. jumping in, this is like a bar talk. Okay, like we're not we're not saying that this is a serious thing. But I think if, if, if you want to put on the stonecutter's robe, I think this is about trying to get a conviction or a deal or a plea deal that then eliminates him from holding public office. That's If I really want to jump in and say that this is being coordinated through the highest channels of government, so it's being coordinated through the January 6th committee, through the White House and through the DOJ, to me it's about securing a conviction that just legally prevents him from seeking office he legally cannot even do it anymore okay. and i even said today on the podcast i'm like do you think that that would even stop him <laughs> like i guess yeah. if his name's not on the ballot then it would but that's to me is to Bro. me it, a much more plausible a much more plausible reason why they're deciding to do this and like i said th- if they choose to go down that road if they choose to prosecute him to me, that would be the that would be the circumstances of why they're risking doing it is to say we, we have to make sure for the health and safety of the republic that, you know, he, he doesn't even have a legal chance to even run and even beat us because and I fully agree with this. Let's say he runs and let's say he wins and he's, he's running against Biden or Kamala and let's say he wins whether you like the guy or not, if you're a, literally the first thing he's going to fucking say when he's in is I get another term because of all the Russia stuff in my first term. <laughs> so he's going to say that he's going to be like, I, I should get a, I should get a third term like Roosevelt, like FDR. And then we're just like, Oh fuck, he's never leaving. What are we doing? And so those, those are kind of my, if you really want to get into like the, uh, you know, the Friday night bar talk that to me is, if they pursue a prosecution, it's with that goal in mind. It's to just to oh, make okay. sure that he doesn't run again. Well, just about
4: elevating crazy for the sake of elevating crazy. In 92, Clinton won with 43% of the vote. He knew he would have lost if it was a two-man race. In 1993, he sends Al Gore out to debate Ross Perot over NAFTA. The giant sucking sound debate. Elevating him to part of the opposition to Clinton and getting under his skin to run again in 96. And that worked. Per- Clinton would have won anyway, but they didn't know that in 93. And yeah, but Perot uh, ran again
0: and took 9%. So I don't think it's yeah, out of the possibility. I think it's in their playbook, but. I think the notion that he could win, and, I, and, I, and, I'm, not, and I'm not completely even disagreeing with you, because like you said, we saw this done with the DCC. I, I just think I can't believe they're, they're willing to roll the dice on that strategy after what happened in 2016. And maybe Biden's people say, well, we're not Hillary Clinton. Like, we already beat him once. We can do it again, but yeah. they have to be looking at their internals and going... Holy fuck! Like he could, he could easily this time win Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and that's all she wrote. That's all he, that's yep. those three states are all he has to do. And Biden's underwater in all three of those states. So, and then that doesn't even take into consideration that Biden's not on the ticket, and it's Kamala Harris who is yep. worse off than 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 Biden is. And so this idea that we're trying to go Trump into running, I they i would I would at least hope, and I'm not saying they are I would at least hope that they're a little bit smarter than that um that would be that would just be full on crazy in my opinion after absolutely again, after but what they're we saw also full on
4: desperate because who else
0: yeah any anyone
4: else running against kamala in in two and a half in two years will take forty states.
0: You know, as, as, as we've yeah, all seen, I, mean, Kamala's I, that. I don't, I don't think Kamala wins like <laughs> against anyone no. against anyone that um, you're talking about a candidate who had to drop out before Iowa, her last time I around. Know. And, and she's, she's just a fucking train wreck on every sense of the word. So, I mean, if their strategy is we have to elevate Trump because, you know, we're terrified of someone like DeSantis, eh. I don't put it out of the realm of possibility, but I don't see that happen in this round. Greg, I'll give you a, I'll give you a finishing thought.
4: Um, love the podcast. I share it when all, uh, with my friends whenever I can.
0: <laughs> You're very welcome here. Thanks then. much. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Oh, hold on. There you go, Greg. Thanks for your thoughts. Uh, I appreciate the kind of the background information. Um, and, uh, I guess I can't ask you about aliens and that's it. So,
4: uh, I, the stuff they worked on in that building—not aliens
0: and JFK, more like missile guidance systems. Oh, nice. Those are fun. Yeah. So the same thing that Trump was working on at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> no,
4: <laughs> that's the whole
0: problem.
4: No, he was just working on the nukes. Didn't have, didn't think of a way to deliver them.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what I said on Twitter last night. Like, like the run- like you know you know he built his own nuke. And then he tried it, and it's like, "We we it's not working, sir. The code is outdated, or they changed the code on it, and you know that's what he got upset about. You know, he even painted it like that dark blue, like his airplane that he loves you know he loved so much. So yeah, I mean I just it's, I, it's I like laugh that. when I hear the stuff, so and the only way I can really deal with it is uh it's like, oh he had new information. It's just like you just know rate right, Twitter goes right to where it's gonna go, which is oh he's it's, selling it to Putin, or he's he's building his own arsenal or, or whatever, and I just <laughs> I have to just sit back and laugh at the absurdity of it. That's the only enjoy it's the like warmth from the, the flames.
4: It's like the scrawny geek from Gold GoldenEye. She yeah. just worked on the guidance systems.
0: <laughs> Greg, thanks for yeah. your thoughts. You bet. Take care. Cheers. Uh, Al's or AIs, Al's, Al's lacrosse. You're up, Al. Go ahead. Uh, if it's your first time, just tap the, uh, the microphone icon down there at the bottom on your interface there. Uh, sorry. there you go. No,
5: no worries. So been... It happens, happens to everyone. Yeah. So go ahead. We can hear so, you. um, in keeping with the theme of, of double standards and all that, I was, uh, I wanted to bring something back from last week when you were having technical difficulties and talk about the, the Larry Flint of Never Trumpers, Tom Nichols, um, which I know it's, uh, it's played out to say, God, can you imagine if this was the other way around and da 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 but, you know, that statement exists for a reason because it's true. Um, watching Nichols palling around. With I think real Peter fat.
0: Yeah. Hold on. Real fat. Just to interrupt real quick. Yeah. In this case, it is true because it's the same statute. It's not It's not even, you know, well, Trump had classified information, and Hillary had classified information. No, it's the exact same investigation. It's the exact same statute. So yeah. it's, it, to, to say it's a what about isn't even accurate because it's the same situation. And that's why I said because Comey and because the FBI just went, fuck, we can't prosecute her. No, No prosecutor wants to take this. No one's going to do it. Um, Just even the simple thing of that, because it's the same charge, you just set a precedent right there that said, okay, anyone uh, close to Hillary Clinton's stature, as far as she was a secretary of state and a former first lady, anyone kind of in that stratosphere that violates the same law, you're going to get people going, yeah, what, what? You can't, so, I mean, not to interrupt, but just like, I get that that's a popular thing to, you know, what about, what about Hillary? What about what about this? St- what about Hunter Biden? No, I mean, this is the exact same legal statute that Trump is being investigated on.
5: Yeah, I, I think the term whataboutism is putting sort of a pseudo intellectual stamp on the idea of my side gets to do it and yours doesn't. It's not sophisticated to call it whataboutism. I mean, it, what happens if Trump gets out there and just says, yeah, I had no intent? I mean, what? that's the rule, right? Like no intent. Didn't we say that was the rule? But back to, uh, to Tom Nichols, the, him palling around with Peter or, you know, and he's a professor at, I believe, it's, is it the Naval Academy or the U.S. Naval War College? How U.S. Is Naval
0: app- War College. Yeah.
5: How is that appropriate? You know, I mean, this is a guy who was involved in conjuring up a, a, conspira- like a, a real conspiracy that happened, a fake treason case to overturn the results of a legitimate election. So all you got to do is ask, OK, so what if this is a, uh, a professor at the War College hanging around with somebody who, you know, was really out there publicly within the government saying that Joe Biden stole 2020? There's, that guy would be fired. You know, it would be considered wildly inappropriate. And somehow it's just like I don't even see people on the right saying like, hey, how do this guy teaches our naval officers and he's just become this. You know, forget all the other stuff he says online. How is it appropriate for him to be hanging out with this guy? How is that I, not something, you know? I, I, would, I would flip this
0: a little bit and say, why, why do you want the company of a guy that almost cost you the Mueller investigation? And this, this, to, me is a, this to me is a more important question. So I, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, how do he you wants want the club membership? Right. But I would, I would look, I would say, I would put it this way to you, because this is how I do put it to Tom, is you're out here sucking up to the guy that almost cost you the Mueller investigation. When Mueller found those text messages and, you know, when those were made public with Lisa Page, where he said, you know, we're going to stop this. If he's elected, we'll stop it. We'll figure out a way. There's ways of doing this. We have insurance and da da da. that's where even the people who are skeptical of the very deep state go. What the fuck? Like, what? No, he's an elected president. So why are you out here hanging out with the guy that almost cost you the Mueller investigation? I'd be like, I don't want to fucking be seen with you. Do you know what you almost did? Like you brought in, you brought this whole, remember the integrity of the FBI was brought into question over Peter Strzok. And so the idea that, again, the media makes this guy a contributor and a hero and all of this stuff, I look at it and I go, really? Like, this is this is a guy that jeopardized that whole thing. It's similar to how I look at it and say when someone like Tom Nichols, you know, goes on morning Joe and I'm like, D- nobody did more to prop up Donald Trump in the 2016 election than, than Joe Scarborough. He gave him his own specials. He laughed and joked around with him. He was a member at Mar-a-Lago and you're up here slurping his table scraps And I'm kind of like, where's your self-respect on that? Like to not go on Morning Joe and go, do you realize the fucking role you play in all of this? Like you, nobody did more to elevate Trump than Joe Scarborough. And so to me, it's, you're basically self, you don't have any self-dignity to actually stand up on a rule of principle and say, I don't want anything to do with you. You helped put us in this mess. You know, it's like, you're one of the reasons we're here. Yeah. And so what I I always find funny with that kind of stuff and Nichols in particular is Nichols and that kind of group have a harder ire for someone like me who I fully reject those people. okay? I I'm the guy who wrote was with National Review when against Trump came out. I'm the guy that wrote to impeach him uh, over January 6th. Uh, I'm the guy who I, I refuse to, you know, go and hang out on Morning Joe because of what they fucking did in the 2016 election. They did it happily going back to what we just talked about the last caller with Greg is, you know, these people elevated him thinking it was a big, funny joke and it turned out to not be so funny anymore. And so that's how I would look at it. I don't, I don't look at it and say, you know, yeah, how is this appropriate for him to go and hang out with a disgraced FBI? I look at it and I say, why do you want his company? That to me is a more interesting question. Um, Because like I said, you have all of these kind of disgraced Trump people uh, through the years, you have, you know, the Peter Strzok's, you have the Michael Avenatti's, you, you have the Michael Cohen's, you have the Anthony Scaramucci's, you have the... Amar- like, you have all of this fucking revolving cast of characters, and it, it, the, the one common theme seems to be, as long as you hate Trump, you're okay with us. And that doesn't even matter if you're Richard Spencer. Like, if you're if you're an actual, literal neo-Nazi, we will put you on CNN to say, oh, I don't think oh, Trump's bad. So... I look at that a different way. I look at it and say, why, why, why do you want the company of, of Joe Scarborough, who who elevated Trump and kissed his ass and fluffed him under the table and nothing too hard, Mika, and all of this stuff? Like I would be sitting there excoriating him, going, "You put us in this position." Um, it's and it's the same thing with you know CBS and why would you want and the. Once you realize what the answer to that question is, you realize that these people don't have a center. They don't have moral clarity. They're not, you know, the actual conservative. They're not the people. And more so, if you can't even, you know, say that you believe Taiwan is an autonomous country, you really don't have any business teaching uh, our our officers uh, at the Naval War College. That to me is more important than hanging out with a disgraced FBI member.
5: Yeah, I think it, it totally destroys their their backup argument about Trump, too, which I actually agree with, which is like, if you can't get him on what he did or didn't do, you switch to, well, he has this sort of intemperate personality and he can't stay on message and the way he behaves. And in a vacuum, I I agree with them on that. But then you can't turn around and be constantly elevating people like that on your own side and making Fucking prayer candles to them and that sort of thing, right? Like they did with, with Mueller, and it's just like, well, no, you don't really believe that. Like, this is all just fake, and you know, it's you just see it over and over again. It's like, what is the, what is the core here? Forget Trump for a second. Like, what is the core of what? And apply this to Republicans too. What is the core of what you stand for in a world where you know Donald Trump has a heart attack tomorrow? What, what do you really believe aside from sticking it to the other side? And Right, you know, I I'm a little bit older than you, not much, but I mean, I've watched this, you know, the celebritization of politics um, my whole life, and what they did with Bill Clinton, and where you know, if he had been a Republican, with his kind of sexual behavior, like he would have been considered history's greatest monster, you know, and um, and I just watched it through person after person. I think Obama was probably the peak of the celebrity president, um, and it, it hasn't been good for the country. And then Trump comes in, and it's like. We're supposed to act like this is like, my God, we've never seen anything like this. And I'm just sitting here like, no, we, we have. You just happened to like the guy before when you had the celebritants. And now it's celebrity with an R next to his name. Now you don't like it.
0: You, you can draw, and I've said this before, you can draw a straight line from that Arkansas Hillbillies presidency to where we are today. We're, we're on, on so many, like, you could write a book on it, on North Korea. Uh, you know, when he said, we're going to denuclearize North Korea, we're going to get in a Korea deal. Well, now they have nudes. Um The Housing Act that he signed, that caused an economic crash in 2008. The impeachment where Democrats should have thrown his ass out of office, because they had Al Gore right there. You know, and Al Gore was political royalty, you know, obviously with his dad and everything like that. And they could have they thrown yeah. his ass out. And you had Al Gore. And Al Gore probably could have served two full terms. You would have avoided George W. Bush, probably. And so they decided, no, it's just a blow job. And if you go back to what the media was back then, they destroyed Monica Lewinsky. I mean, in ways that you, you've rarely seen today. And this is why I always laugh at Monica Lewinsky's new act is because it's like, you're sucking up to the people that again, destroyed your life. Like you had to go into hiding for 20 years and then you come out and now they're all yes. Queen. Oh, she's the best. And I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Like, um, you had James yeah. Carville like literally set out to destroy her. Um, you so you go with impeachment with him, and you and they you had a, down the line Democrats voted to keep him in, and he survived impeachment. Well, we got to Donald Trump, and the Republicans went, "Yep, we're not we're not going to do this." You know, the first impeachment I think was straight down the line, and they just went, "Nope, we're not we're not kicking him out." Sorry, you set you set this president with Bill Clinton. And so you can go and then obviously we've been dealing with Hillary for the last 30 fucking years. And like I said, you can draw which a now has well,
5: come to rear its head again.
0: Right. And so, you know, going back to Bill Clinton, it really, where everything changed was the, the saxophone on Arsenio Hall. And then of course, you know, MTV where, you know, I didn't inhale and, uh, you know, boxes are briefs. Uh, and that was really the kind of the start of, the celebritism of, of politics. And that changed a little with the Bush election, obviously. Um, but even then they made Al Gore, you know, a, 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 a myth- mythological hero. And so, yeah, I mean, you can draw, like I said, you can draw a straight line from where Bill Clinton is to where we are today on, on issue after issue after issue. I mean, this, he had the opportunity to kill Osama bin Laden, didn't take it. Well, how did that work out? Uh, the, you know, the World Trade Center bombing, you know, turned out to be, we're going to treat this like a criminal case. The USS Cole bombing didn't do anything. So you had all of these terrorist acts. And then finally, these idiots decide, huh, maybe we can hijack some planes if they're not going to stop us from doing, you know, bombing warships. Um, and you can go on and on and on and on and on. And so, I mean, it really was Clinton's presidency is one of the most consequential in history. And so, you know, not, not to kind of go off on a tangent here, because I only want to do about 10 more minutes. Um, yeah, Donald Trump is kind of, to me, the, the right answer to Bill Clinton, right down to the fuck you attitude. And uh, again, I think that also speaks volumes about what you said with, with media. They loved Donald Trump when he was like a racist asshole at The Apprentice. They only started hating him when he became a Republican. Oh, yeah, of
5: course. Yeah, I, just to... Uh... Just a quick final thought on this. Um, I've got to disagree with the previous caller about, you know, if he does have classified material, you've got to prosecute him. I'll take the opposite stand on that. I think if he's done the same thing that Hillary has and she got to totally skate and then you tell half the country, our girl gets to do it. Your boy doesn't get to do it. You are going to see consequences from that that are going to make 2020 look like a joke. Um, you you cannot keep yeah, building think, a country where there 's half the side has laws and half the side gets to do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, I
0: think I, I think I agree with Greg in principle that if you break the law, you have to be prosecuted. But you're I also agree with you and say I don't know how you think you you're going to get away with it uh, for the exact reason that you you just mentioned.
5: Yeah, I think you know I, you're probably familiar with the martyr maid thread where he went on about this. Um, how, you know, the kind of people who have a pocket constitution and encourage their kids to join the military, kind of what a, what a shock this all was to them when they learned that forces within the government had conjured some of this stuff up. This is a Rubicon that's quite a bit bigger than that. I think if people who just watched a few short years ago, watched Hillary, everyone knows she did it. I mean, everybody knows she did it and just, they just go, Oh, how she had no intent. Wink, wink. If they let her walk on that like they did, and then Trump has to get nailed for the same exact thing, it is going to, you're going to create a generation of people who have absolutely no faith in any institution, any part of the government, and it's just war. I mean, Andrew Breitbart's famous war. I mean, but for real, like just every election will be accused of being fake and they'll have a good point. I mean, it's not unreasonable for them to say that if this is, if that's what happens.
0: Uh, yeah, I would, I would agree with most of that sentiment. Uh, Al's lacrosse. I'm going to go ahead and boot you here. I'm going to yeah. take
3: Matt, yeah, but, please.
0: uh, yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate your thoughts. And, uh, yeah. So thanks for that. To <laughs> Tell that asshole honking his horn to shut up. Seriously. To host I don't know what the hell is going here. on. God. All right. Thanks. Matt. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and take, uh, Matt, Ben, David, I'm going to try to get to you. I'm really going to stick to the hard out. So about six ten uh if not, uh like I said, go ahead and come back tomorrow because I'm gonna host a part two to this, so go ahead matt' it's been working this button keeps up. Uh, there we go spinnicky it's, it's a little no, yeah, no, it's, no, it's no, a little no. slow now and i I've talked to them about,
2: it, and obviously we had the huge
0: episode last time where nobody was able to call in yeah <laughs> so yeah you
2: I- should you should talk you should talk to David Sachs if he's on this call, maybe but uh you should you should monetize they should try to monetize Colin. By allowing people to pay you to skip the line and or to like extend a call. Like we used to fucking <laughs> yeah. use a pay phone. You, get, you have ha- my Venmo. You just (laughs) send me on the Venmo and I'll bump you up. Venmo, you mid-call and be like, hey, yeah, tell me
0: I'm at the back of the line. Hurry the fuck up. I'm at the back of the line here. Here, I just sent you $20. Get my
2: ass up there. I'll do that. I don't, I have no principle when it comes to that. What another week in the Biden administration or just in politics in general where all this stuff was just supposed to go away when we elected the old guy, right? This is like this sort of thing was not going to happen Yeah, we were supposed to have normalcy. And like I, I was trying to like, like go over all the stories that occurred this week that like maybe back in nineteen ninety eight would have actually been meaningful. Like a president's uh, staff saying that we or a president saying we had zero inflation when we have eight and a half percent inflation. It's just, but it's just bananas. Um, the part about the whole Trump thing is I'm probably going to be one of the very I. I've told you before, I was a Mitt Romney, milk toast Republican. And now I'm not Q-an- QAnon MAGA, but I'm pretty goddamn close. However, I don't want Trump to win uh, in 2024. And I'd actually hope he doesn't run. Um, but that being said, I was very frustrated, like many people this I have, week. I
0: have one. bad news you're not going to like, but keep going.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I, I personally was like, like every other person, like, I think we should impeach the hell out of, um, you know, Biden. I hope the Senate, we, the Republicans win the Senate. I just hope we make his administration an example and make their lives miserable But I want Governor DeSantis to be uh, president, along with his new nuclear arsenal that Trump sold to him. Um, The interesting, I, I actually think this is over for Trump in two ways. I think people are just so tired, me personally, and I think I kind of represent a good portion of the Republican Party. I just fucking don't care anymore. Like these stories keep coming up. They don't come true. This is tiresome. He's going to be a lame duck president when he's 76. And, and if he t- decides to run, you got a guy with DeSantis who's going to be 45. We're going to need two terms to unwind everything the Biden administration is doing. Like people are just sick of Trump. They're sick of the, the, the nonsense. And they're just going to move on from him. And they're going to move on from him for a couple of reasons. One, because of all the things he said he didn't do. And they just they just want somebody who's going to be a lot more effective. The other part of this, and I'll, I'll hang up. I think he's actually going to have a misdemeanor charge against them. And they're going to go and they're going to say, we're going to charge you with a misdemeanor and you can plea no jail time. And that will disqualify him from running, I think. And then he'll say, no, fuck you. I'm going to fight this. And they're going to say, fine, you can fight this for the next year, three years while you run for president. And it could lead to much larger and more significant charges. So yeah, if you want to go that route, um, you know, have at it. And then, he pretty much is going to disqualify himself from running because no one's going to want to basically, you know, vote for a president who could end up in jail. Uh,
0: I think a lot of that's wishful thinking. I, I don't, which, which, which is totally fine. <laughs> which is kind of where we're all at. But I, I don't, I don't really see any of that happening. I, I think that even if they offered him a misdemeanor, he'd just be like, "Nope, fuck you. I'm, I i did not do anything." And he has his followers. That's that's what he's count. This is the whole reason I wrote. At the examiner that he has to lose his base that's that's said, that's the, I, I only, that's the only that's the only that is the only thing that's going to stop him from being in the white house is he has to lose his base and well how does that happen well it's not going to happen over something that we just saw um although i you know i i kind of I, take the charles cook thing and i just go i'm just bored of this i'm i i I don't I would probably go fucking crazy with another four years of Trump and I'm just just, I'm bored bored of it I'm over it I'm like kind of where you are I'm just kind of like I kind of just want this shit to be over with but I look at it and I say he has to lose his base he has to lose his structure of power he has to lose his support because that's the only thing propping him up and as, as we saw because of this raid he, I think in Florida, like DeSantis went down five points now and he's now like Trump and granted that will succeed. You know, we have two years. So th- this anger will subside a bit like that. I don't think Trump can ride it all the way. Um, but I, I look at it and I say, it's not going to be Liz Cheney. It's not going to be Joe Biden. No. no, it has to be his base kind of saying what you're saying, what I'm saying, which is we're just, we're kind of tired of this antics. Like, how much and i think that that's why the country chose him in 2016 over hillary clinton because they knew that if we put hillary clinton in the white house we're going to have to be dealing with so many shit fucking things like investigations and uh looking at all of her past actions and the email thing is going to go on another year and they just said at least with trump we get a fresh new boat of crazy and that'll be exciting to see what comes and i think that that there's a little bit of that with Trump where certainly when, with the punditry, there's there's people who are just like, like even even if we don't think he should be prosecuted. Enough of like, we're just done with this. That was again, Charles Cook's great piece about, I'm just bored of this. I'm bored of, I'm bored of him. I'm bored of the same fucking resistance people on Twitter. I'm bored of the George Conways. I'm bored of the Lincoln project people. I'm bored of the bulwark. Like I'm bored of all of this shit. I, and, I, so
2: Miller, I think this is where, where I think we agree. I think he, I feel that he is losing his base and he was losing it up until what happened this week. And I think Oh, that that's a, well, I mean that's what I said. I said that. So on I, think, Twitter, so which... I think this I think this moment in time, this FBI thing, I think this is a sugar high. And just like just like the Dobbs ruling, that was a one-week injection of of like you know pandemonium. And I think it's gonna subside. We're in the middle of the summer. People are gonna get back in the fall, and people are gonna think about gas prices and grocery prices, and they're just not gonna be thinking about Trump. And he's gonna be like poison trying to resurrect their career and doing, you know, another tour over and over and they just can't hit the notes anymore. And, you know, I I think an effective DeSantis is going to get up there and rather say we should abolish the FBI. Somebody's going to say, not because they hate Republicans, but they hate and they've been a disservice to every American. Because if you look at the Pulse Nightclub or if you look at they did to the United States gymnastics team with Larry Nasser, this is not a partisan issue. This is an American issue where they have failed, and no one's talking about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. This new cycle will go down, but it also depends on if they decide to prosecute him for holding those documents. Because now you're looking at, you know, Trump being the main character all the way through the midterms and probably into next year. And then it becomes a question of does the is the Biden administration happy to have the media once again, Trump sucking out all of the oxygen while Joe Biden can just wander around the South Lawn, not knowing where he is and knowing that no reporters are going, hey, why is he walking funny like that? You know, and so that to me is a real possibility. And that to me would also look like it could be a strategy not to keep him from but just to keep Trump in the limelight and keep the focus on him while you're over here just kind of puttering around. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, you know, his his support was kind of starting to, to temper off. And this is why I said all they had to do was just fucking ignore him. They could have just let just let him stay at Mar-a-Lago and just scream on true social and do it. But Joe Biden and the media are convinced like American democracy is going to fall tomorrow if Republicans win an election or something. And like we just saw that happen with these Twitter historians going to the Oval Office like all they had to do was just fucking ignore them, and now because they chose not to, they've now rejuvenated a lot of this. And I haven't seen kind of a reaction like this since Kavanaugh, and we saw what happened with that. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how this all plays out. Like I said, if they were smart, they would just say, "We got the documents." We're not going to investigate this further. Uh, we know that, you know, he broke statue number 793, but it's similar to Secretary Clinton. No prosecutor, da 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 If they were smart, that's the way
2: they would go. And then this whole episode just dies. I'm not convinced that that's what they're going to do. Yeah, I just sent you a Venmo real quick, so I want to, I want to have one other <laughs> comment. I really, literally just did. I didn't send you a Bitcoin. I sent you a Venmo, right? Go ahead. So, so now you're <laughs> going to dance like a monkey, right? Right. Um, so I want couple things and I'll fucking pay for it. I want a dedicated call in to Woodstock 99. I think an underrated event in our lifetime. It's insane. Like looking back on it. Um, I wrote a pretty long comment because I'm very nostalgic about that event. You don't have to talk about it now, but I want to, I think you need to do, watch the Netflix and then I think you is, and I don't want to hear music. the Netflix music. the, Netflix I know you the same one? Durst and I do too. But like at the time like let's, I want to hear, hear your take on the event. And the second thing I have a bone to pick with you. I Venmo you, so I'm going to fucking pontificate. I have dealt with a lot of people culturally, actors, celebrities that have gone off the handle with politics and Trump in the last five years. And the one guy I've stuck by is Axel Rose, who has expressed his politics on Twitter. And you shit on November November Rain in a Twitter thread a couple of weeks ago. And I, and I have stuck through thick and thin with GNR, regardless of how crazy axel has been and how much he got weird in politics during Trump. And I just, I just think you're, you're a prick for shitting. Where
0: me. did I shit on November rain? What, what did I say? You said it was a fucking terrible video. No, it's no, I said it was a funny video because like, no bullshit. The, they're all getting married this, listen, and then I'll all of a sudden tweet. it starts raining and people, all the people are dying because they're trying to get out of the rain. Like she ends up, she ends up dying because like it rains on her too hard and and she she slips and falls there. And hits her head or something, and then you have like slash diving through the fucking cake and like whatever. Like that's it was just it was like one of the funniest things. Like all if I, I ever can, get I married, I say, want that
2: wedding to I want to reenact that wedding for my wedding, where like I've got the wedding ring. I'm fucking the people. I think people were getting shot. I think the the that ceremony people were actually getting no, shot. they were dying because the utter- of the rain. Like they, like really, the, it was raining so hard that they had to
0: run inside. No. Oh. And then they started crashing through the tables and she like falls and slips her head. Climate some shit. Motherfucker. And then so Next, next thing he's in the church and he's crying because she's in the <laughs> casket. And I'm just sitting there like, like, I mean, there is a level of absurdness to it. That's just, you don't see anymore in any music videos or whatever like that. And then like the other thing, I think a part of like how I got into the conversation on is because like, I guess, and I didn't see it, but all like the, The songs were in Thor now, so they're trying to, you know, they're trying to do that Guardians of the Galaxy thing with putting the Thor, you know, songs, like, in the Thor. And I was just kind of like, oh, God, we're going to go through this again. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's such an absurd over-the-top video. And then, like, Slash doing the guitar solo outside the church in the desert with the helicopter shots. (laughs) I was just like, yeah, they, they, they don't, they don't, the thing I'll say is they do not make, They do not make those like they used to at all. Yeah, well, you know what? That
2: that includes Stephanie Seymour. To quote Slash Slash wanted to be a rock band and and Axel wanted to be Madonna, I paid for that extra time so I don't feel like a prick uh, going over and um, looking forward to your call-in on Woodstock. Is this the same documentary
0: that that they just did on – Amazon, they just, they are, we they just, did one on HBO and I refused to watch okay. it because Bill
2: Simmons one did of, it and I, heard it I did watch that
0: one. So this this is one a, is a little preachy. So I'm but supposed it's... to watch a second Woodstock 99 documentary? There's three episodes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's not going to happen.
2: Dude, just so, fucking do it, man. Just fucking do it.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll read, read, leave a comment on versus media and I'll, I'll, I'll read it and I'll give you my take on what I, I think
2: about it. I did. It was long and I've carpal, carpal tunnel now. All right, dude. I'll All talk right. to you later, man.
0: All right. Uh, I'm going to just say apologies to, to Ben and David. I know it's only two callers, but I'm going to kill this. Ben, David, uh, come back tomorrow. Like I said, I'm going to do a part two in the afternoon that has a little bit of a bigger audience. Because uh, if I don't kill this, we're going to go on for another hour. And I don't really have that in me as it's Friday night. And we likes the nightlife and we likes to boogie. So, again, apologies, Ben and David. But come back tomorrow. Uh, if you guys jump in the queue, I'll bump you up to the front. So that's that's what I can promise you. Um, so some good so some good calls tonight. Like I said, it's been one of those weeks. And if you can already hear it, in my voice, I'm I'm just done. <laughs> I'm done with the whole stupid episodes. Um, but some good takes. And like I said, uh, if you guys come back tomorrow, maybe you guys get some thoughts on what we talked about tonight. About again, should we prosecute them? Should we not? Um, Does this go any farther? Does it not? Whatever. Um, And of course, how does President Boomer Dad use this to uh, announce his forthcoming presidential run, which, of course, he is going to do, because this is hell and we're not escaping from it. So, again, thanks to all the callers. Again, thanks to all the listeners. I'm glad that this worked. (laughs) I'm glad that Colin went ahead and fixed it. So again, this is episode 32 of, uh, unwarranted versus media live part one. And like I said, part two, I'll probably give you guys about an hour heads up tomorrow, but expect it kind of in the afternoon. So please kill your schedules, make time for me. And, uh, like you said, if you have my Venmo, um, you know, I'm open to that kind of stuff too. Matt's pretty smart in that, uh, arena. So again, thanks everyone. And, uh, please, please consider joining, uh, episode tomorrow. And like I said, apologies to Ben and David. uh, But if you jump in tomorrow, I will bump you guys up. So just hold on to your thoughts. Uh, Thanks, everyone. Go enjoy your Friday night. Get off the Twitter machine. Turn off the media. Eat your cereal with a fork. And I will see you guys all tomorrow. Cheers.